Hello and welcome to Technology Services Success, a podcast by CompTIA's Technology Lifecycle Services Community. Hello, this is Colleen Payne, President of Universal Adaptive Consulting Services, and today we have Gerald Boyd of DB Consulting Group, and we'll be talking about monitoring and management solutions. Gerald, how are you today? I'm doing well, Colleen, and yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful podcast. Um, today we're going to be going over a few questions, and if you want to briefly go over your company name, how long you've been in business, and um, how did you start getting into the technology field? My name is Gerald Boyd, Jr. Um, I am the CEO of DB Consulting Group. We have been in technology for 18 years. We're located here in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, we are a mid-tier firm that focuses in on um, application engineering, data science, infrastructure, and um, mobile apps in the fields of health IT, aerospace, weather, and climate. Oh, okay, okay. So give me an example of a contract in which you have provided any monitoring management services. Our um, current contract that we have now is out at the um, Glenn Research Center in Cleveland. It's called PACE. I was previously the prime on it. I'm the major sub now, and we're currently providing infrastructure and IT support services to NASA. And it's a sister contract of two of the other ones we currently have. On the um, data science side, uh, we were an integral part of a contract called CLASS for the past nine years where we ran one of the largest environmental data archives um, for NOAA. We, had, we ran the data centers in Fairmont, West Virginia, Boulder, Colorado, Suitland, Maryland, and Asheville, North Carolina. Okay, great. Um, give me a, um, an example of some of the skill sets and knowledge and experience that's required to perform some of the contracts that you're currently working on. You know, Colin, it starts at the top, you know, meaning a good, solid PM with, um, you know, knowledge of either the agency or knowledge of running the large, large contracts. The ones that I've mentioned um, are easily over 100, 200 people. So starting there, given that most of my customers wanted our PM to be autonomous. I mean, of course, here at the mothership at headquarters, we were um, we would provide resources for the PM, but they didn't want a situation where the PM had to call back every day to make a decision. So starting there, and that PM also had to have the skill set to build out a good qualified technical team, because our customers on on our contracts are the CIO, and the CIO's customers are either the mission directorates over at NASA or other technical organizations within um, the agencies. We were the contractor that helped him or her deliver the services out there. So our contract would normally consist of everything from the information security to the um, applications engineering and development to mobility to infrastructure down to the help desk. So bringing together a team, starting with the PM and then others within that team to manage those different areas 
was um, a big boost in our, our growth and making sure our customers were um, were um, taken care of and, and sat well well satisfied. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, this has been a great conversation. We're going to take a short break and then return. In an era of perpetual disruption, much of it propelled by breakthroughs in business technology, access to industry insights and expertise is more essential than ever. So is CompTIA. We are a nonprofit global tech association connecting leading innovators with the experienced technology solution providers who together are actively redefining the state of business technology. If your business builds, sells, influences, or drives the adoption of technology, CompTIA is the place for you. We help you and all the levels of your organization succeed through unbiased industry insight, credible guidance, and supportive collaborations that help you transform the way you do business. Become a member today at comptia.org slash register. All right. Thank you for joining us, Daryl. Please share um, some of your best practices performed on contracts in terms of the monitoring management uh, services. Holly, we, get, we started here at headquarters with building a quality management system. And what I mean by that is looking at, because of our um, the type of work we were doing, we went after CMMI level. So we started with two, and now we're at CMMI level three. And on top of that, we decided to go after the ISO 9001-2015 um, certifications. So building that quality management system here and including all of our programs and projects within um, this quality management um, system. And what I mean by that is, you know, part of that was monthly program management reviews on the business development side. We would do um, business development reviews, and then twice yearly we would bring everybody into headquarters and do um, a management um, review meeting. By using all of that data, we would put that data into a repository, a database and repository, and the programs and projects could track um, all different types of um, information and it gave us an insight into the program and also the customer too if the customer was interested in that and it ranged you know we would keep track of any type of corrective actions you know risk management customer satisfaction was also key you know we would do our own um, surveys of our customers um, we looked at preventive actions we looked at improvement opportunities of course lessons learned was always something that I, I enjoyed um, listening and hearing about and making sure our other programs knew about different technologies different um, types of solutions that other other projects um, were going through and again, measurements, you know, this is all data-driven, so we would keep it a lot of the measurements there. And I, th I thought another thing that was important about our system and managing these contracts was the decision analysis on resolutions that we did to, you know, how did you come to that decision, how are we going to do it, and that. And it gave us a, 
a good sense of what was going on in the projects and if there was something that was that needed to be addressed, you know, we could catch it early. Now, as an executive, I would often go out to see my customer without my program manager or project manager or VP so that I could have those conversations. You know, sometimes our customers will feel more comfortable telling you directly than having the person that they're working with day-to-day to PM in the room every day. So I always thought for me, as far as monitoring and from an executive level, that was always a good um, use of my time. And I just like being out in the field anyway and, and talking to our customers. So it was um, crucial and critical that I, I maintain that contact. Of course, of course. You know, we, we always say that everybody within the organization is in business development. So when you're mm-hmm. out there in the field and your your team members out there in the field, they're hearing about things that have, to us always led to some type of organic growth. And, you know, without spending months and years and a lot of bid and proposal dollars trying to win it, mm-hmm. and oftentimes, you know, growing on contract was um, – was the way we like to um, incorporate into our business development plans. Correct, correct. Will you share some of your lessons learned in terms of providing monitoring management uh, services? You know, our, I would say open and honest communication with um, our customer. Um, open, honest, uh, and mention, you know, the meetings that we, we have, our program management reviews. Um, I in, I expect that our program managers and project managers are open and honest about what is going on in the program. We never, as executives, want to get to a site and find out something that should have been brought up, you know, in the meeting. So our lessons learned there is to really foster an environment of open um, communication, Um, quick decision-making, you know, listening to that customer. Um, I can remember a time when our customer was, you know, didn't really, well, didn't feel like our PM, we had just won the contract, their PM knew their, this was a former DOD um, PM, and he was going into a national environment. And so the customer made it pretty clear that even though he had the skill set, they didn't feel like um, he could adapt to the NASA environment. And they, they told me that, hey, if you keep this guy in here for the next five years that you know, you'll be average. <laughs> so, so, and they can't tell you what to do. But so, lessons learned there was okay. I have I received that message. We need to go back and make a change pretty quickly. So, decision making, quick decision making, communication is always a good lessons learned. I'm having the right team members. You know, this is a time now of teaming and bringing on subcontractors to tackle, you know, large jobs. So, you know, being able to manage not only small businesses on your team, but that large business is sometimes that tail that likes to wag the dog. So understanding that environment and what they are looking for as far as a team. And other lessons learned is joint venturing. A joint 
venturing to me with the right company um, was a lessons learned in our growth because it gave us the ability to bid on larger contracts and then learn from that larger company so that we, when we went to prime and large NASA or NOAA deal that uh, we were prepared. How would you know what type of JV partner to select? When looking at a JV partner, I would look at and get a sense of how they have treated other subcontractors. I, I mean, it's been, and I don't, one of the best ways of doing that is to talk within the industry, within the network, within um, certain agencies, because a joint venture partner, whether you are a managing partner, or the minority partner in it, or if it's even a SBA mentor-protege relationship, I mean, to me, it's a much closer, more intimate relationship than a typical prime sub. So I would look at how their culture is, how talking to them, and how they, how we will, how we will resolve any type of issues that may come up on contract, how decision making is made. You know, some of these larger companies, especially if they were the prime and the contract is flipped to a small business or 8A, they come into it with the mentality of, we're still running this, we just need you here to get it. And mm -hmm. to me, the lessons learned is you want to be in a joint venture or mentor-protege relationship company that understands that you are in control because the customer is looking at you, but you are open to um, mentoring and you're open to suggestions about them, but you still have the final decision. And, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, I've had some good joint venturing partners, you know, throughout the time, and you know, I've talked to companies where it's just been a disaster, but I think this another thing is the same mission and understanding that customer too. So we, um, when we went in, we we were going after a NASA contract. So we had a joint venture partner that had had several NASA contracts before us. So they understood the intricacies of the NASA billing, which is, you know, pretty tough for a company coming in, not having billed NASA as a customer. Well, Daryl. Gerald, we're going to go ahead and take a short break and return to continue this conversation. CompTIA benefits provide members with a wealth of resources that, when leveraged, result in measurable impact, helping to grow IT businesses and careers. Become a member today at comptia.org register. All right, Gerald, thank you again for joining this podcast. What are some of the challenges you faced in the technology field, and what are you doing as a company uh, or have done to overcome these challenges? Biggest challenge um, for us has been looking for talent in some of the rural areas that we have data centers in or that we're working in. And so, come, you know, going out recruiting, whether it's internal or external, um, bringing in either tools or companies to help us. You know, fill some of those positions out in rural or hard to find. Like, you know, we do a lot of work on the cleared side and looking for, you know, good qualified people that are willing to go or relocate or find them within that area. 
Okay. Also, are you guys uh, doing any mentoring with some of the college students in the uh, local universities? Or? So we have mentoring slash internships, yes. So down in Atlanta, okay. we have had, um, you know, we do a lot of work on the health IT side. So you have universities like Emory down there and Morehouse Spelman. We have access to um, students. And even locally, um, we, we do a lot of work like at the NASA centers that are connected to schools that have schools of engineering. So we'll bring them on, on campus. They'll work with an engineer, and it's a mentoring internship um, opportunity. And it goes both ways. Some of the universities near us will offer um, classes and certifications to our um, staff members and also the government side to come over and, you know, take classes either at a discounted rate or, you know, um, or free. So, yeah, it's, it's been a good partnership between agency, small business, and um, some of our universities that we have relationships with. Okay, great, great. Now, if you had a chance to start over again in the technology field, would you do it differently? I would. I would do it differently from a business development approach and from, and probably I would have gotten into looking at developing a tool earlier on also. We, we ended up developing a tool, but not until probably year 10 within our own business. And we were we weren't as focused in on technology when we first got into business. And mm -hmm. had we been a little bit more focused, we could have gone after some of the agency-wide um, technology contracts and would have opened us up to some more opportunities. Um, so I, I believe we missed some opportunities by not having that focus early within our own business. All right. Well, Gerald? Thank you very much for joining us on this podcast today. Would you like to add any closing remarks at this time? I want to start by thanking you, Colleen, for the opportunity. You know, I always enjoy talking and, you know, giving my lessons learned and my story about, you know, about my actually 18-plus years within this um, GovCon industry. So I, I appreciate you, and I, I thank you, and I like what you guys are doing. Thanks for listening to Technology Services Success, brought to you by CompTIA's Technology Lifecycle Services Community. Get more episodes of Technology Services Success on iTunes or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Learn about TLS and all of CompTIA's member communities at comptia.org slash communities.